That had eight legs, but it was not an octopus. It's the Boy and Rojas podcast, episode 41. <laughs> I'm Nick Rojas. He's Austin Rojas. Nick Boyle, what did we just see? We saw Tom Cruise's new movie, American Made, based on the true story of Barry Stills. Barry Seal. <laughs> and uh, I think this movie appeals to uh, one person in particular, most in the car maybe, by a little bit. Austin Rojas, Austin, uh, history buff yourself. Was it exciting to see some kind of history played out in the big screen? Uh, I guess, yeah. It was It was cool to see it not as the... Hold it closer to your mouth. It was cool to see it not the center stage, but something that was kind of like going on. You like you kind of know that, oh yeah, that's that's what happened around the same time. That's what was going on. But there's a, another story that it's trying to tell that isn't all wrapped up in history, which is... Why people fall asleep in history class. I was going to say, I didn't know any of this history. So for me, it was like every scene, I was like, ooh, what's going to happen next? Like, I know something's going to happen, but I didn't know. I think that this, uh, now, uh, Austin, you can fact check this, uh, or I don't know if that's what you're doing on your phone, but I think that this American Made, this movie, is, I think, based on a book or something about Barry Barry Seal. People have written about Barry Seal before. He's someone who's been in... Uh, literary world and particularly in the last three to four years in the um, you know pop culture in terms of TV and, and movies uh, Narcos season one shows you a character Barry Seal you're like who is this guy who's a CIA person but also helping out Pablo Escobar nah he's dead you know basically you meet him in like one episode and he's like dead the next episode um, you know that's something that you know you probably know going in doesn't end well for Barry Seal um, but that doesn't affect how you view the movie at all. I knew cause he was in that, he's in the movie, the infiltrator. Obviously he, he, he meets his, his end in two different ways. So you kind of know that people are taking some kind of poetic license when it comes to Barry Seal because his life seems so much like an outlaw from like the wild west. I mean, playing both sides of the coin, make, you know, making a lot of money. Um, he's kind of like that fun. Ameri- a lot of money. He was making too much money. He didn't even know what to do with it. He was literally like, I don't know what to do. And that's what makes the character so fun. Like, as someone who is never going to see that much money, it's kind of like, oh, wow. Like, how exciting it must have been to make that much money. And this movie kind of, you know, kind of, you know, it does a good job of showing you that, is it really worth it in the end? I think that's ultimately, I I don't know if this movie was supposed to have a message or not. I guess if that's the message, that's kind of it. But, I mean, it really goes to show, like, finally we get to see after seeing him in Narcos and after seeing him in The Infiltrator who Barry Seal really was, what his background is, what his full story is. Because we got a little bit of taste of it in Narcos. It got everyone kind of excited about that. got people in kind of like Escobar fever. And this movie kind of is riding that Escobar fever that we've been kind of feeling in America over the past you know, probably like three decades now, if we're being honest. I'm assuming this kind of predates us, Austin, in terms of people being like, who's this guy that's making all this this empire based on cocaine? And he's kind of like an outlaw that does whatever he wants, you know what I mean? And everything that Escobar touched in pop culture, it seems to be kind of turning into gold here. This is tangentially related to Escobar, and it's this is a fantastic movie. I, we haven't even I, really talked about the movie, but this movie is awesome. I think it's like um, when everyone was getting high off vampires. You know, and it was mm-hmm. like, if you have vampires in a yep. movie, that's, that's going to be a great movie. It's going to be a hit. Yeah, like the, when was that? Twilight. Like yeah. Twilight era, yeah. Late 2000s, yeah. late 2000s, yeah. early you had all that. 2010s. I, I would agree with you on that. And yeah. now it's like, oh, if we throw a little drug uh, narcos in here. Yeah, cartel. You little get 80s nostalgia. You get, yep. Oh, that's going to be a you hit. You get like, people wearing old clothes from like the 70s and 80s. and. 
Well, yeah, Spanish. I mean, let's dive into the movie itself. I mean, yeah, the let's... intro in itself was amazing. They brought, um, you know, right as Universal, and I love when this happens, the Universal signs starting to come, and then all of a sudden, like, the screen glitches, and they threw back the old-school Universal um, intro, and all the uh, old-school, like, Imagine intros, and all those, like, their old logos, what it used to look like, and I thought that was so cool. It, it like, threw you into the old culture so you weren't just in this movie that's made in 2017 and you know it's from there. They used old cameras the whole time. Um, they used the old planes. I mean, they, they put time into this movie. Um, all the cars that were around, the background. Um, I really thought that it was it was really well done. I I enjoyed thoroughly this movie a lot. I, I like what they did in terms of how they held the camera. It was it was frantic. It was yeah. shaking. It was constant like one, movement. Like you're, first person, for, you're there. Yeah, you're there, and like zooms, and it's it's a very and that's you know kind of Fast when they space. when they make movies kind of like this shows about this they kind of want you to feel overwhelmed at times. In this movie, there is a scene in the middle that's overwhelming with how much money he's making, how much where he is. He's going from here back. Austin was flabbergasted. Openly said in the theater, "Wow, like you just could not believe like how." And they did a good job of with the color correction in this movie and mm-hmm. coloring in this movie. And like when things are going well, everything's nice. And then when things are going bad, it's kind of dark a little yep. bit. And did an amazing job with that and making you feel hot at times, make you feel cold at times, and confused at times. And awesome. I mean, this this was a really well made movie. What did you think about Tom Cruise? Um, he was really really funny without ever seeming like he was trying. Without ever doing too much, yeah. that was like out of the Tom Cruise wheelhouse. Like whoever wrote this, I mean, had to have written it with Tom Cruise in mind. I was gonna say, like he, it seemed very natural yeah. for him. Like when he was doing the scenes, like you were saying a few minutes ago about like when he's overwhelmed of all this money, he literally was like, "I don't know what to do." Like you could see, like it was pure emotion. It wasn't fake acting. It was like very well done. Like it was written and a lot of the corny jokes I thought were very like geared towards his type of humor, like little t- stealing the bicycle and riding off or like whatever. It just It's almost ridiculous, but in this movie it kind of if it happened to anybody else you'd be like that doesn't so seem that was... So I don't know if it's real or not, but if but it's a movie it's and a it kind of makes me They're going to make it entertaining. And it's an, it was entertaining. And but it I seemed think... it was so over the top but it was, I was like at that point I was fine with it. But was to, right. was he the best person for the role is the question because you look at the person's picture and it's nowhere near what Tom Cruise looks like. But I don't like. think anybody could else could make this role as fun I as I would Tom agree. Cruise. That was kind of my thing. And and the other thing I kind of enjoyed about this movie was there was no one else really big. Um it was a lot of other actors that you might have seen here or there. Um, except for the British CIA guy, but oh, um, Donald Gleason. Yeah, but besides him, like it was, it was the Tom Cruise show, and in a way, he nailed it. He is a true movie star. He really, he yeah. can carry his own he movie. Can carry his own movie, and I think he showed that today. Yeah, nobody else needed to be good no. in that movie. I didn't even, you couldn't even tell me like right now, like oh well, that person was bad. I wouldn't have even picked up on it. You're I, so focused on Tom Cruise. And I thought doing that um, the cartel was very well casted as well. I thought they were entertaining. Yeah, because now, unfortunately, you have... There's a lot of people who have been playing Pablo and the Ochoas and those guys now. And, you know, I bring it back to Narcos. I feel like people in our audience who listen to our podcast have watched Narcos before, at least the first season. Um, apparently, the third season's the best, actually. I've been hearing some takes on Twitter, people saying the third season's the best, but you're going up against people who have kind of like built this like 10, 20 episode relationship with some of these characters that they're showing in this mm-hmm. movie, and 
you know, it's hard. Like when I see Pablo for the first time, I'm like, come on, that's not the Pablo I know is the guy from the show Narcos. Yeah, and that you guy have that picture in he, your head. And he was exciting. That scene at the beginning where the people show up, the police show up outside the house and he's like, eh, and then Pablo's mm-hmm. like, no, no, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. You hear gunshots and Tom Cruise is like, What the heck is going on here? Yeah. That scene is awesome. There's so many different scenes in this movie that you're like, This is awesome. Like yeah. like you're nervous, like, oh, what's gonna happen here? Like it's it's a yeah. roller coaster and it, there's so many scenes where you're thinking like, how's he gonna get out of this one? And I mean, fun scenes with the guy falling asleep behind the, I mean, there's a lot of, I, you know, again, we don't know what really happened. I don't know how much this movie is true, but from an entertainment standpoint, I had a heck of a lot of fun. Me too. So, uh, are you guys, uh, now I have one more question for you guys. That fun scene in the middle where you see how much money he's making all the, do you feel like they, they showed enough of that? Not enough of that? Too much of that? Of the whole rise and this is my business taking off and then, because for me, I felt like they didn't get into it too much, but maybe the movie wasn't about that. See, I thought that the, I thought I actually, it's funny to say that. I thought they were getting over the top with it. Like, all right, we got it. He's making a lot of money, but you know, to the point they that just enough. Yeah, I think because it got to the point that he just didn't know what to do. And you could see the frantic. It was almost getting to the point, And I thought Tom did a good job with this is it got to the point that if you watched his face, he was like overwhelmed, but aggravated. Like, he was almost making so much money, it was like, to him at the time, it was like, I don't need any more money. I have so much money, I don't know what to do with it. Like, but he actually showed that emotion in some of the scenes when he's like, like, he got in that, like, when the bags, they were, he was at, towards the end, he was sitting with Escobar, Escobar and all them. And the bags just kept plopping in front of him, and he's kind of looking at it, and it was more of like a... Oh man, like what am I gonna do with this? I don't, I've got nowhere to. And then he gets frustrated when he starts to dig a hole and he finds a bag. He's like, "What the heck?" Like he gets mad. And then like, you know, classic Tom Cruise fashion makes a joke when he tries to open something else and it all falls on him. But it's like, I think it was trying to show like he was getting to a point that he didn't know what to do. He wanted out. I felt like, but he was like, "Whatever," <laughs> you know. At this point, like, what are you gonna do? You can't really get out. What about you, Austin? You think they showed enough of the? I'm making a lot of money and things are going well. Kind of like, do you feel like you got to enjoy that part enough? Do you feel like you wish you wanted more? Do you feel like that they showed the right amount? Because they they have that one scene where it's you know he's flying back and forth and the operation's getting big and he's partying with Pablo and think think they got to show that he enjoy. What are your takes on that? Uh, well, I think it was good because the money started to have the suffocating effect. Like, where you could kind of see it suffocating him. And so it gives you, like, this, when you're watching it, this feeling of just, like, yeah, this maybe isn't as great as it's looking right now. There's there's the glitz and the glam of him partying with Pablo and his wife, and he's having a good time. And, and, and then there's the, the other side, side he's when he's, trying to he's bare, you know, no shirt on, just trying to dig a hole in his backyard. Just trying to like, make those companies. Fr- and it's suffocating com- companies. Him. And so now it's, like, okay, how is his out without losing it all? And then that's where the rest of the plot kicks in. Like, mm. how can I get out of this while keeping all this money and not making any more money? There wasn't even a part where I think the first 20 minutes happened and all of a sudden I finally looked, I looked over at you, Nick, and I was like, okay, now the movie started and the plane, like, took off or whatever. And it was, like, right after he met them for the first time and, like, he had to go through basically one challenge to get their trust. And, um... It was just very. The, I felt like to go off of what Austin was saying, the plot just not thickened. It just increasingly got better. It's like something else was added to the mix, and you're like, oh, and then something else was added. You're like, okay, and then you finally saw, like he said, you know, towards the end, 
you know, now he's proposed with this last option and it's like, let's see if he can do it. And it was just, it was, it was great. I really did enjoy this movie. Um, I had been looking forward to this for a little while now. Um, but I was nervous that it wasn't going to live up to expectations. And then again, like what were expectations going into it? Um, and I was, honestly, I was blown away. I would suggest this. This is a go see in the theater. For sure. I want to say one more thing too. This movie, you stand to benefit. Uh, by seeing the aforementioned shows and TV and movies that I mentioned before, but also the movie Cocaine Cowboys documentary. Have you guys seen Cocaine Cowboys? No. Cocaine Cowboys is a real life documentary about the guys who Billy Corbin. Corbin. Ah, he also directed uh, the Thirty for Thirty. Boy, the U. The U. Because he's a Miami uh, guy, Billy Corbin. He's directed a bunch of Miami kind of centric. Anyway, Cocaine Cowboys. Cocaine Cowboys is a really I mentioned Frantic earlier. This movie is like a bad. This documentary, Cocaine Cowboys, is a fast paced movie about the guys who uh, smuggled cocaine in through Miami and how much money they're making. And they're similar to this, burying it in the backyard, um, funneling it into horses. They're, they said they didn't know what to do with the money. They would just bury it in the backyard because they had too much money. And that movie just goes at like 95 miles an hour, that documentary about these real guys. So kind of seeing this movie, it's like, yeah, I mean, this is kind of accurate to the guy's experience that was happening in Florida. It just gets bigger and bigger. And look at the cartel. They kept demanding more from him and demanding more. Oh, now we want to throw 15 kill and he, or 1500 kill. I forgot what they said. Yeah, they but wanted 1500 kilos. 1500 kilos. Yeah. And, and he was like, in one trip? Like, it just, the stakes just keep, to them, it's nothing. To them, it's like business, mm. and you're gonna make more money, so they don't see it that way. But that's in that business, it just increasingly gets faster. I see what you're saying. This is such. Sorry, I kind of pulled the mic away from you. Oh, there. Anyway. This is such a fast-paced, well-made, not fast. It looks kind of fast-paced. Such a well-placed movie. This is the final thing before I get my rating. Just so well written, and every scene matters to the next scene and the next scene, and you never get bored. You never find yourself no. watching, looking at your watch. Yep. Like other Boyle and I have seen a bunch of movies together where we're like, "Oh my god, there's still like an hour left in this movie." Mm-hmm. I first heard about this movie when I noticed that uh, Barry Seal was in the Infiltrator last fall. Brian Cranston movie. I was like, "Hey, I remember that guy from Narcos." I looked him up after the movie, saw that they were making a movie with Tom Cruise about it. This was last November, wow. October. And I saw that, I thought, oh man, I can't wait to see this movie. So this movie literally has had 12 months. Infiltrator came out in the summer. Was it? Infiltrator came out in the summer. Was it late summer? Not this year. It was, early, no, it was last it was year. August. It was last year. August last year. Yeah. Oh. So I remember seeing or it kind of like towards, yeah. It was a very small released movie. I have been looking forward to it for over a year, and it lived up to the hype, which I am so happy about. I give this movie nine kernels out of ten on the Fisher scale. And it's interesting you say that because... Um, it was fast-paced, and for a two-hour movie, it didn't feel like two hours. I mean, I, I, it's hard to say that because obviously at some point you're like, all right, this has been a long movie, but it flows so well that there's no point where you sit there and go, all right, what's going to happen? Like, all right, can we get to it? Like, it just it flowed one thing to the next, one scene after the next, one laugh after the next, and I agree, 9.5 out of 10 kernels for me. How about you, Austin? I'm going to give it a Reagan Bush 8.0. Wow. Yeah. You're not going to go... Because uh... Bush was mentioned in it? No, I mean, that was great, too. But <laughs> that was no, a great no, no. cameo. It was yeah. just... No spoilers, some... no spoilers, but fun cameo in this. Some things at the beginning where it just was a little bit bumpy. Where I was just kind of like, uh, where's this movie going? I didn't know what it was about, really, when I walked in and didn't know until I really started, you know, when it really picked up. 
So where do you start uh, with the story of a, a guy like, like this? Oh, movies where you yeah. realize midway through you're like, oh, I know how this story goes. Yeah, where where do you start with this story? They, I think, I think they had a tough time trying to decide where to begin with him. But what can you do? But other than that, no real complaints. Yeah, so you gave it an 8.0. Will gives it an 9.5. One thing I like about, just I want to make a side note, we've been noticing this more and more, sound mixing has gotten really good. Um, There was a point in the movie today where the soundtrack was on point, it was a good rock song, and as like the engine shut off on the plane, it was like a huge drum solo finish. It was like, boom, boom, and then the plane shut off. And I was like nice and like tom stepped out and it was silent and you just wait for what his dialogue was going to be and i've been noticing this more with movies the soundtracks are on point the music's on point the sound editing and all that is it's just everything's been really good so far in movies this year i've been pleasantly surprised i would agree i you know you and i have kind of noticed that you know mother had great sound in terms of sound design mother was crazy Yes, it was, as we talked about in a previous episode. There are a lot of great music hits. You know, they're, they're getting better and better at it. So, um, you know, thanks for rating it, everyone. Um, let's see. What was, so, we got, so we got a question we, we posed to people before we get to... Uh, I think this is, these are the only movies we've seen since the last episode we did, actually. Um, um, but uh, we reached out to people to talk about their favorite Tom Cruise movies. Um, what was the movie with uh, where he dies and he repeats the day? Every day, Edge of Tomorrow, Edge of Tomorrow. Um, I want to message Powers that because he messaged me that none of Tom Cruise's movies are his favorite movie. Because I posted on my Snapchat, "What's what's your favorite Tom Cruise movie?" For people to answer, he said none. All his movies are ruined for him since he found out he's a Scientologist. And I asked Powers, like, "Come on, man, that's common knowledge. How did you not know that?" He's like, "Oh, I've known for years. I just haven't seen anything since." Which, and Powers is twenty twenty four, so. He's missing out on some good stuff. Jack Reacher has been released in the past few years. So, that was good. so I reached out to people. Um, they've said Top Gun. Uh, that's from Reed, Zach. Thank you, Reed. Jody said Jerry Maguire. She said her least favorite Tom Cruise movie is Rock of Ages. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to say my favorite Tom like Cruise that. movie. Uh, I did not. Is, <laughs> oh, Rock of Ages? You want to yeah. defend Rock of Ages, Will? Uh, no, you know what? The only you better way not. I, I, better I, off not. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, defend it. There you go. Oh, oh. got it. <laughs> Basically, just it was kind of like I had seen it like, like I think a year or two after it came out, and it was on TV or something, and I watched it, and I was like, oh, "That wasn't bad." I mean, I I can see why people hated it and thought it was stupid, but you know me, I'm always up for a good musical. I had fun. If I you... thought it was almost so funny to laugh at during it. See, and the music wasn't half bad. I would have thought it's like one of those funnier die trailers. That just happened to become a full-length movie. Like, yeah, who that's true. Put up this money. Yep. Yeah. Um, we had another person just vote just now for Jerry Maguire. A lot, of, you know, Jerry Maguire is probably the Tom Cruise movie I've seen the most. Never seen it. Yeah, never seen it. Nope. It's a really good movie. It's uh, uh, a awesome now sports movie or rom com, <laughs> or d- d- drama. Mm. Jerry Maguire. I don't think it's a sports movie. No. no, it's about a sports agent. Yeah, no, it's not a sports movie. But it's a, it's a pretty good movie. I think there's probably like a percentage of action on the field that mm. qualifies a movie as a sports movie. It's true. You know, I would say 70-30 for yeah. it to be a sports movie. This Drew is... Bledsoe is in Jerry Maguire. People forget that. That is true. Um, I think my favorite one, ooh, it's it's tough. I mean, Jack, the first Jack Reach was pretty good, but I wouldn't say it was my favorite. I'd, Edge of Tomorrow might be my favorite. 
I know that's recent. I know it's a sin because I've only seen like I've seen all the right moves, like parts of that. I've seen a little bit of uh, well, I've seen all of Top Gun. I've seen taps. I've seen who's seen Risky Business? Everyone has seen Risky. I've never eh. seen it. I've never seen it. Yeah, has yeah, no one. But no a lot of has. but every single girl in high school dresses up as risky business, and even though they probably have never but seen they it. They probably have never seen it. Exactly. Yeah. They saw one that one they scene of him singing with Bob Seger. Yeah. Like, oh I got it. We gotta dress up as it feels like Friday. Anyway, um, you know, in the nineties, he's had he has you know Jerry Maguire and Magnolia and Eyes Wide Shut. Uh, Magnolia? No, maybe. I haven't seen a lot of Tom Cruise movies. The Mission Impossible Magnolia movies are a lot of fun. 99. So ninety nine. Yeah. So he. So we're in. If you think about it like this, you just pick one. We are in. I know we're in our fourth decade of Tom, Tom Cruise movies. I got mine. All right, I'm gonna pick one. Okay. I'm gonna pick Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol. Nice. That's I gonna be my favorite. That. I respect that because uh, I love the intro in that movie where the, the, the he like lights a fuse and then all of a sudden the whole credit scene starts. It was like one of my all-time favorite intros. I loved that scene. Um, and I love the corny Mission Impossible movies where he turns the impossible into the possible. What about you, Austin? What's your favorite Tom Cruise movie? The original Tom Cruise movie. Taps. Has to be. That Sean movie, Penn. yep, it's... It is a great movie from start to finish. Yeah, that's one where I would say it's like the first time. If you can, it's for sure the first Sean Penn movie. Yeah, can't promise that it's, but I believe it's the first Tom Cruise movie as well. I've never seen Cocktail. I've never seen Color of Money. Oh, he was in The Outsiders too. I forgot about that movie. He's been in a lot of classics. That was Outsiders was a classic, classic crew. But. Sorry, Austin. Keep going about your taps. Nah, yeah, it's basically it's it's a great great movie. <laughs> I would recommend that if you haven't seen it, you should see it. All right. Yeah. Well, mine um, is the 2004 hit Collateral Ooh. with Jamie Fox. Um, I saw a lot of shows for that one back it, in the day. You have you never seen it? If you haven't I think seen I, it, I think I've seen bits and pieces of that movie. See it. It's actually like a really good suspense movie. That's what people have said. Um, and it's all about. He Jamie Foxx is his taxi driver. I don't want to give much away. And, too much um, already. Yeah, that is too much already. But and he's just a businessman, and you got to follow their journey together. It's very intense. He's actually Barry Seal. Um, he's actually a <laughs> no. He's actually uh, Barry Gibb. Man. He's Barry Gibb. Ah, 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 ah. good. No, uh, not, no. that's not how that song <laughs> went. Not, I'm just kidding. On the Barry uh, close second, night and day. I was no, gonna shut say up. that. No, I wasn't. I wasn't actually gonna say Awful. that. Cameron Awful. Diaz, right? He's been in. I mean, think of Valkyrie, War of the Worlds. Okay, actually, episode. Valkyrie is really. I don't know why people give it a lot of. Sh- it's a good movie. I don't think people give it, do they? I, I just have never seen it. I think it's not bad. I have to bleep both those out. Thanks, guys. Give me. I, I, I said it away later. from Mike. You don't want to hear that. I'm still gonna have to bleep it out. Nah. I gotta edit this later. I'm gonna <laughs> be up at 4:30 tomorrow morning. Uh, anyway, yeah, but I, I guess the point shows <laughs> though. Only got a there's, there's a Tom Cruise movie for everyone. If you think That's about it. very well said. I would mm. agree with that. There's one critic where I wish she she would give us her opinion still, but fortunately she cannot. But I would like to know how Grandma feels about Tom oh. Cruise. I don't think we ever put the question to her. I don't. Yeah, we posed pretty much almost every actor <laughs> in Hollywood, and she did not like. I feel like she liked Tom Cruise. Mm, I feel like she hated his faith. Oh, the Scientology yeah, thing. Grandma yeah, Grandma would be like, he's uh, a wacko. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. 
But man, I mean, I'd like to know what your mom and dad thought. Oh, mom! Mom loves Tom Cruise. She gets nervous every single Tom Cruise movie yeah. she sees, though, because he does his own. Stunts. Had to leave the theater during Ghost Protocol when we saw it in Fort Lauderdale. Yep, she had to literally get up and walk out of the theater. It was that stressful for. She was stressed out. No, I'm not even kidding. <laughs> she was that stressed out because he's, he's on the side of a plane. No, it was no, was climbing the building. Up the building. It was the building, and he climbing slips a little building. bit. And when he slipped, my mom stood up. And then he kind of looks up again, and she just walked out of the theater. That was an eventful night. We've got, yes, there's a lot, going, a lot going on that night. night. We went to the theater, and a guy <laughs> tripped walking up the aisle in the theater. Wait, was we, that there or was that Ithaca? No. Was that Ithaca? Yeah. I thought that was in the Fort Lauderdale one because there was a ramp. And people just, he just felt, and we did but nothing. He, <laughs> he felt, and we did not offer him yes. help at all. We just looked at him, waited until he dusted himself off, and got out of the theater before we all laughed about him. <laughs> Not to his face, unfortunately. Not to mention the fact that we went into the movies and the town couldn't have been more dead. And Fort then Lardo when we come dead. out and it's like, you know, 11, you would 12, think it would be, Yeah, you would think wild. it was like Cuba, 1954. Yeah. Like the, it was like <laughs> the, the place was revolution. lit up. Yeah, seriously. The place was like, people were friggin' hanging off like the... Yeah, we went into the theater. It was just like quiet. Dead. Yeah, dead. Um, so, yeah. So... Does anybody have anything else to add before we wrap up this episode? I mean, uh, has anybody seen anything? Yeah, uh, us when we saw the Kingsman last. Just a little plug for an Amazon Prime film, Lost City of Z. Oh, if I was looking at that. If you're like me and like Indiana Jones, is that the Charlie Hunnam movie? Yeah. yeah. Uh, this one's like a British Indiana Jones based on a true story. Um, it's a pretty good, pretty good story. The ending was a lot different than I thought it was going to be. Okay. Uh, in that it's not a happy one, but uh, it was still good, still a good movie, and I would give it a watch if you have Prime because it's free, All right. and you might as well. You're not doing anything. I know you're out sitting on your couch. That's, yeah, that's, that's coming from Austin. That's a good thing. Uh, boy, do you have any recommendations? I know we do have one from Netflix. Um, no, but I did want to bring up a movie we saw. We saw separately, Stronger. Jake oh, Gyllenhaal movie. Oh my god, we have seen that since the last um, episode we did. And I'll be honest, I gave it a... There's no mic near me. <laughs> I got Austin. <laughs> All of a sudden, you both pulled the mic and I'm like, hey, hey. I Kellner Kel- just messaged me on Snapchat when I said, what's your favorite Tom Cruise movie? And he said, my mind says Top Gun or Rain Man, which we forgot. I hadn't seen, no, I haven't I haven't seen, seen Rain, Rain Man. Man. I've seen Rain Man. He says, but my heart says Tropic Thunder. How did we forget Tropic Thunder? It's not a Tom Cruise movie. It's a movie that Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise is in. He's a cameo. Oh, well, he, he's in now, it a good amount. He's in two scenes, actually. It feels like a good amount. He's only in two scenes. He's in scenes. three scenes. It doesn't oh, matter. Oh, they end the post-credit I think we're scene? Like no, no, no. Tom all right, four Cruise scenes. Because in that first scene where he comes in on like the telecommunications thing, he's like, hey, oh, where's okay. the grip? Punch him. That's one scene. Second one is I the, uh, first I don't know what kind of pan-Pacific, that one. Yeah, and then another one, we don't negotiate with terrorists. And then the fourth then fourth one, I think, and then the postcards one. Okay, but, but in a Tom Cruise movie, he's in every scene. But that's say. an amazing Tom Cruise performance, Boyle. It's okay. a good Tom Cruise True. role. Yeah. Sure. But I don't think you can consider it a full, like, Tom Cruise movie. There's way too many heavy hitters in that movie, and he's definitely not one of the top. Because he is the top. He, yeah, he's he would top. be the He's the, the most famous <laughs> of that. He is the most famous person in that movie, but it's uh-huh. not. Yeah. Yeah, huh. Oh yeah! No. Oh come on, <laughs> Boyle! Get, <laughs> Boyle, get out of this car! <laughs> Night at the museum. Yeah, okay, that was a lot bigger. Tom Cruise, film. Tom Cruise has been famous since Ben Stiller was in diapers. Not, not, really. not true, actually. Not They're true, probably, probably close in age. But 
Yeah. Well, I'm looking this up now. Jack Black. <laughs> yeah, no. No, no. Yes, no. uh, we got Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, he's yeah, big. He's big, but, but Tom wait, Cruise. He's no Tom Iron Cruise. Man come out? Was Iron the same Man year. had camp come out the year... There was t- that 2008. Year. That year. 2008. Same You're right. Same it had come out earlier so that summer. So really, Robert Downey Jr. wasn't May, his biggest year. It, May of 2008, Iron Man comes out because Game 7 of the Eastern Conference uh, semifinals between the Boston Celtics and the Cleveland Cavaliers led by LeBron James in the 2007-2008 season happened in May 2008. We saw Iron Man in theaters instead of watching epic Game 7 performance where Paul Pierce went toe-to-toe with LeBron James and beat LeBron at the TD Garden. So uh, that's how I remember that. Is he done yet? Mo Baines. That's a, opening scene. So, yeah. See, that's how they should open this movie. So back to Stronger. I mean, basically, yeah. it was... Eh. I mean, I like the story. I knew the story. Um, and it's a good... I mean, he'll probably get a nomination. There's a chance. There's a chance he won't. Depends on what comes out. Um, it's very early in the award season. It is. That's and kind of what makes me hesitant about saying he'll get a nomination, but I it's know. so good. It, I, see, and this is actually one we disagreed. I thought it was just okay. I enjoyed it, but people can wait till... DVD, and I honestly gave it a six. I think I gotta re-rate it. I gave it a nine out of ten. I, you know, I couldn't even give it a seven because it didn't say its name. Oh my! Which I God. really thought that that would have came. Like, oh, I'm you glad it's stronger. But all they kept saying was strong, and he was getting so mad about Boston strong for the longest time in the movie. And that was a really like interesting take on things. That too. was probably true. It well, no, it was like a, a like a lot of that I think was true. But I like how this movie would played it. Instead of we're gonna build him to be a hero here, we're gonna play him. We're gonna well, we're gonna show he did what exactly he said the here. Way the guy did. Yeah, we're gonna show him for how he really was, True like a, like a guy who didn't want to be thrust into the spotlight here. A guy who didn't just change his ways just because he got his legs blown off. A guy, you know, he was still kind of reckless, still kind of late, still not really following through on things, not selfish at times. It didn't paint him out to be a hero, and it kind of showed that he, you know, eventually. Kind of changes ways a little bit, but I like how that movie was. The dialogue, I gave it a nine out of ten at the time. I think I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten. But like the acting was so good in it that it kind of makes me want to keep it at a nine out of ten, just because it it almost brought me to tears. One scene there with Carlos and him having lunch, and Carlos talking about his kids. I mean, it's just that was such a a great moment in a a great performance, and it wasn't too much of a bummer either. I know that's selfish of me to go like, oh, I'm glad it wasn't that I wasn't that sad. Like he, Jeff Bauman lost two legs in the in the Boston bombing, the marathon bombing. I shouldn't be complaining about a movie well, being too it sad. Was, it was and actually they, interesting to see like how much of an impact he had on the bombers and how he didn't know what was going on, but he like helped them figure it all out. Like there was a lot to that story that you won't. I like that, that it didn't focus didn't on know that. that. They didn't focus on it, but because it was like, he's like, I saw, he writes like, saw the bomber. And then after that, he gets a couple questions asked, but they don't, they're not even in there for, the camera doesn't see him get the questions asked. Because the point is him and losing his legs and his everyday life and struggles with his family and loved ones. So I agree with you. That is probably good. I think I actually gave it a 6.5, but... When it comes to IMDb, it's a six. So you and I texted real real quick. You talked about how you didn't like the editing. I liked the editing. I liked how it juxtaposed him, you know, crawling in that parking lot with what happened that day I at the bombing. That. I liked that. My thing was, I thought, and I, I remember us saying we were going to wait till the podcast. I thought that that scene should have been earlier. I was waited way too long. I was dying to see him remember, like, what happened that day. 
And it was such like at the end, I was like, oh, finally, like I was just, I don't know. I, I guess I was thinking that could have been more of a climax in the middle rather than three quarters of the movie in. I think that's the point of climax, boy. Yeah. That's my counter argument to that. Cause then that's like the biggest thing in that movie. Him kind of having that moment. I know. I guess I was waiting too long. Maybe the movie was too long. I don't know. I'm over it. I was surprised by how funny it was. <laughs> there were good had jokes in the movie. Had some good jokes. I'm gonna. I'm gonna drop. I'm gonna drop it down to an eight. Okay. I can respect that. Yeah. I I thought the first. <laughs> Wait, did was you great. say go see I, it in theaters? No, no. I I told yeah. the fa- I told the family like it was a movie that we should go see. I mean, specifically talking to dad and the people in the family who have movie pass. Congrats to Austin and. Uh, and Marcus for being MoviePass members now. But, I mean, I think it's a movie that if you... You're going to have to see it eventually because I think Jake Gyllenhaal is going to be up for either a Golden Globe or possibly an Academy Award for this movie. So, in that sense, see it. But I don't think it's a movie, Boyle, and Boyle will probably agree with this. You don't need to see it in theaters. No, not at all. And on that... Austin, you had something you wanted to say? Uh, Thoughts and prayers for the people in Las Vegas. Sad that we're talking about a movie about a bombing four years ago and... Right on the heels of a, another tragedy. So, yeah, seriously, it was, and it was so bad. I mean, God, re- like watching and hearing about it more and more that keeps coming out is just sad. Now, uh, this morning when I woke up and I, I saw that news, you know, I thought about it, you know it could have been affecting any of us, and it fifty eight people's families are absolutely crushed right now, and five hundred are still affected. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's something where. They went to a concert, you know. They were supposed to go home that night. It wasn't supposed to be like this. It wasn't like they're going to a war zone or going to a front line or in another foreign country. They're right there in America, you know. And that it brought me back to the movie theater shooting yeah. from oh a few God, years ago so in Aurora. So, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, not to cut you off. But so the other day I was at AMC Dartmouth and um, two kids came in and one kid came in with a huge backpack and like sat down a few rows in front of me. And I'll be honest, I sat up in my chair. When the kid, like, one of the other kids got up at one point to go into the back of the theater. And I, like, I I got nervous. You know? It was just, like, a classic, like, oh, my God. Like, you know? Because there has been movie theater shootings since. There's all these fatal shootings everywhere. Like, it's just, like, you never know. So I, I was on edge, actually, during that movie. It was actually during... Was it during Stronger? I think it was during Stronger. My mom mentioned that to me when I, I talked to her on the phone earlier about how she saw a movie... At Providence Place Mall with my dad. Um, it was after the, that shooting, and some guy brought his luggage in with him. And she actually, she's like, she told my dad, like, I got to say something to the manager. So the manager came in, talked to the guy, and just stood there and watched the guy for a couple of minutes. It's everyone's on edge these days, and there's it's hard it sucks that there's nothing you can really do and feel 100% safe all the time anymore. So um, that's sign a little up bit. For, sign up for Movie Pass. Yeah, it's a little bit of a bummer. <laughs> I mean, our. our prayers are with them i just feel awful like i just feel powerless because no amount of praying is gonna you know unfortunately uh, bring them back but you know hopefully that you know you don't let people like this win i guess is the ultimate message you know don't let them affect your way of life and your freedom and you know live life to the fullest live every single day enjoy every single day because you know you never know when it could go away just like that so i'm sorry to get somber and real at the end of this episode but it had to be mentioned austin thank you um, so, you know, uh, we got a lot of movies coming out in the month of October. It feels like every movie is coming out this month that is more on the entertaining side, more than the award kind of side. I think coming up this week, we have a, a big movie is being released this week. Um, I'm trying to remember which. Kingsman last week, American Made this week. 
Um, God, I feel like I didn't do my research for this episode at all. But there's a big movie coming out on a Friday. We'll probably go see it at some point. Um, got a lot of movies going on. Again, tweet at us, at the BNR podcast on Twitter, at amrojas19 on Instagram, oboil92, <laughs> at rojo36 on Twitter. Blade Runner. Oh, yeah, Blade Runner. So everyone's been getting in my ear saying that I need to see that movie again or two or three times to fully I understand, appreciate it. I, but, boy, so many people have told us that it's a great movie that we we just have to. It's our modern movie-going experience that has kind of ruined a movie like Blade Runner for us, that it wasn't in our face fast-paced enough, but we're missing all the good parts of it. So we were wrong, whether we want to admit it or not. We were wrong. I'll give it another shot, but I'm going to have to watch it again before I see this one. You're not going to. I know you're not. Small chance. All right. Austin, any final words? Stay classy.